welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 163. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to everybody. Hope all is well with you. As for me, I'm doing great because I just had donuts and coffee. And really, on a Sunday morning, I can't ask for much more than that. So I hope you all are having an equally fine time of things as you're listening to this. What should we do first? Oh, I know. Let's do one of these. Gonna prove that the world is flat in his rocket ship. Or else he'll go splat. He's Mad Mike Hughes. Mad Mike Hughes. Now, here's the thing. A while ago, I bought the Mad Mike Hughes biography. Mad Mike Hughes One Man, or whatever the hell it was called. I plunked down my four bucks. I read, I don't know, maybe 20% of it, maybe a third. Uh, and had to put it down or turn it off, as it were, because it was an ebook. Because um, it was just an awful book. It was constructed weird. I couldn't tell who was talking when. I couldn't tell if it was an autobiography or somebody else was writing, and if so, who the somebody else was. It almost in places looked like it was um, just cut and paste from interviews or something. The story was weird. The information was odd. I just, it was a bad book. But now, because I do these updates every week for God knows what reason, I have now started following Mad Mike Hughes on Twitter. And you can too, at This Is Rocket Man on Twitter. I haven't seen a whole lot of tweets since I started, since I started following him, but I'm doing that. I guess I shouldn't gripe too much. It didn't cost me any money, and no one forced me to, so uh, that's a thing I'm doing. Uh, you guys should too, and then you can report back to me what he says in case I miss something. Let's take a look at his Twitter account right now. All right. Well, when you pull up his page on Twitter, it's Rocket Man, uh, a logo for the movie, and it just says Rocket Man, period, the movie, period. Experience the trailer. And that gives you a YouTube link to uh, watch the trailer for Rocket Man. I think we've talked about that on the podcast before. Uh, this is Rocket Man has nine followers and is following nine people. Oh man, what if one of them is me? I'm, I'm looking right now. Gosh darn it. No, one of them is Daniel Tosh, the comedian. In the background, my dog is barking. I don't know if you can hear that. Hi, bug. And in his list of nine followers, hey, Atari Bites. Pardon me while I scold my dog. Bug, knock it off. The most recent Twitter post was on, was two days ago, as I record this. Med Mike poses on his flat earth rocket doing a publicity shoot outside his home in Apple Valley, California. And there's an Instagram link. And yep, there he is in his flight suit with a big green rocket. Yeah, so that's a thing. Before that, he cites the great scientist Daniel Tosh. Oh wait, I'm sorry. The comedian Daniel Tosh. Quote, as we all know, scientific facts are completely debatable. And then Mad Mike, or whoever's handling this account for him, says, Tosh.0 lays down the sarcasm on Flat Earthers and Mad Mike's rocket launch. I can't figure out if he's posting this as a, Look, Tosh is making fun of science too. Or, Look, we have a sense of humor about ourselves. 
and we can laugh at Daniel Tosh making fun of us. Or, hey, Daniel Tosh is making fun of us. Grr. I'm not really sure what the, uh, what the uh, intent there is. Scrolling through the uh, tweets here quickly, I don't see anything about an upcoming launch. In fact, there's a whole lot of nothing here. More Daniel Tosh stuff. All right. Let's see what's going on over at Facebook. Okay. Well, there's a different page. I don't think I've seen this Mad Mike page before. Mad Mike Hughes. There's not much here. It says Mad Mike Hughes Aviation School. The only post just says fake news propagandist flat earth is BS. But above the uh, the little um, uh, logo at the top, it says next flat earth community sponsored rocket launch April 2019. Huh. I don't know what to make of that. Okay, so apparently this is a flat earth sponsored fan page. But there's not much going on there. The fans are pretty mellow, I guess. But perhaps there's another launch coming in April? I don't know. Watch the skies, everybody. Listen for the sound of a rocket plummeting over the edge of the earth. Anybody else picturing Wiley Coyote strapped to an Acme rocket? Holding up a sign saying, oh no. All right. Also, speaking of oh no, this is the end of this segment. Gonna prove that the world is flat in his rocket ship. Or else he'll go splat. He's Mad Mike Hughes. Mad Mike Hughes. In other news, I don't really have any other news. Why don't we just get on to this week's game? This week's game is... I've seen hot tubs before, but this is ridiculous. You can save her in Atari Jungle Hunt. <laughs> Fight man-eating crocodiles. Yeah. Outsmart hungry headhunters. Hi, Jungle Hunt. And after saving the lady, save the baby in kangaroo from Atari. The monkeys have baby roo up a tree. Only mama can help with up to four screens just like in the arcade. Get Jungle Hunt and Kangaroo, new from Atari. Kangaroo from Sun Electronics, the arcade game which was distributed by and ported to the Atari in 1982. Kangaroo, basically Donkey Kong, right? I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the game. The objective is to score as many points as you can, duh, while helping Mother Kangaroo rescue her precious baby. Use the joystick to guide Mother Kangaroo, you start the game with three lives. During the rescue mission, Mother Kangaroo encounters many obstacles. Push your joystick up to help climb ladders, hop over logs, and jump over apples. Push the, or pull the joystick down to help duck under apples, and help her pick bonus fruit and ring the bell at the top of the screen by making her hop up to touch the fruit and bell. Push the joystick diagonally right and left to help Mother Kangaroo take super leaps across broken logs. Press the red fire button to make Mother Kangaroo throw punches at monkeys and apples. We have some helpful diagrams here, which you all can't see, because you're sleeping. Wake up! Look in the back. You, in the back. Wake up. See? Alright. Kangaroo has two skill levels, novice and advanced, for one or two players. Gameplay progresses by levels with... Both skill levels. This manual is written, written really weirdly. Gameplay will progress by level with both skill levels. Each level has three screens. A screen is completed when Mother Kangaroo reaches her baby. When all three screens are completed, the screen flashes and you begin a more difficult round at the same three sections. Of the same three sections. Of the same three screens. Man, I need another donut. Screen one is the easiest, not surprisingly. You hop along the branches and climb up the ladders. Didn't look like branches and ladders to me, but maybe that's just uh, a function of the, the uh, 
changes that had to be made to, to get it to work for the Atari. Looked more like the basic scaffolding kind of thing you see in Donkey Kong. Screen 2 is the most difficult screen because Mother Kangaroo must take super leaps across several broken logs to reach her baby. And screen 3 is similar to both screens 1 and 2. Mother uh, Kangaroo encounters more logs and branches and ladders for an increased challenge during her rescue mission. So, okay, so I guess the play isn't harder other than there's more stuff to climb over. To score points, Mother Kangaroo picks fruit, punches monkeys and apples, and rescues baby kangaroo. Mother Kangaroo earns extra points for picking even more fruit. She can ring the bell up to three times in one screen to replenish the fruit. Then she can climb up and down the screen to pick all the fruit. So, really what we're talking about is fruit. Move the joystick right or left to make Mother Kangaroo hop right or left. Push the joystick up away from you to make Mother Kangaroo jump. Pull the joystick down toward you to make Mother Kangaroo duck. Push the joystick up diagonally to the right to super leap right. Push it up diagonally to the left to super leap left. Continue to hold joystick in the diagonal position for a higher leap. Press the red, bu- uh, the red button and Mother Kangaroo throws a punch. The right and left difficulty switches are not used in this game. Press select to choose a game variation. One baby kangaroo uh, is one player novice. One baby kangaroo and one monkey is a one player advanced. Two baby kangaroos is a two player novice. And two baby kangaroos and two monkeys are two player advanced. 200 points for punching a monkey. But if a monkey touches mother kangaroo, you lose a life. Apples are dropped and thrown at mother kangaroo. Punch a falling apple and score 200 points. Punch a thrown apple and score 400 points. If an apple touches you, you lose a life. The game begins with three strawberries, each worth 100 points. Mother Kangaroo can score bonus points by jumping up and picking the fruit. When she jumps up and rings the bell, the fruit she has picked is replaced with more valuable fruit. Strawberries for 100, tomatoes for 200, cherries for 400, pineapples for 800. One bonus life is earned every 20,000 points. The number at the lower center of the screen is the bonus timer. It starts at 2,000 points at the beginning of each turn. The longer it takes Mother Kangaroo to rescue her baby, the more bonus points you lose. After Baby Kangaroo is rescued, the remaining bonus points are added to your score. If the bonus timer runs down to zero, you lose a life. Helpful hints. When a monkey moves toward you, ready to throw an apple, watch the direction of its throwing arm. If it winds back underhand, the apple will be thrown low, so jump over it. If it winds up overhand, the apple will be thrown high, so duck under it. As you progress to higher levels, apples will be thrown mid-level, so either punch them or jump over them. Pretty much rendering this helpful hint meaningless. Time your ladder climbing carefully so you can be out of firing range of falling apples. Monkeys are usually most dangerous when you move away from them, so try to move toward them so you can punch them before they can throw their apples. Time your jumps carefully. Mother Kangaroo can leap from the edge of a branch or log, but she must land flat on her feet. When preparing for a super leap, make Mother Kangaroo walk to the end of the log with her toes hanging over the edge. Then pull the joystick back and immediately push it up in the direction of the leap. For a higher score, for a high score, climb up and down each screen until every type of fruit is picked. And that, as they say, is how you play Kangaroo. And now we move on to the portion of the show where I pass off stuff on the internet as my personal knowledge. For example, Kangaroo is an arcade platform game released in 82, manufactured by Sun Electronics, which we said earlier. It's one of the first arcade games similar in style to Donkey Kong without being a direct knockoff. The player takes the role of a boxing glove wearing Mother Kangaroo, trying to rescue her child from fruit-throwing monkeys. It was ported, as we know of, obviously, to the 2600, the 5200, and the Atari 8-bit family. The 8-bit version was published through the Atari Program Exchange, which is unusual, as APX was created to publish user-designed software, not licensed ports. 
Arcade Express gave the arcade version 8 out of 10 in November of 82. The 5200 version was later reviewed by Video Magazine as Arcade Alley column, where it received mixed commentary. They said it was an excellent piece of work, but also admitted that it had failed to bowl them over, and criticized the game's animation-quality graphics, which appeared to be used primarily to dress up rudimentary play action. However, it did later get the 1984 Best Arcade to Home Video Game Computer Game Translation at the 5th Annual Arcade Awards, where judges noted that all aspects of game of the game look and play as a virtual duplicate of the arcade version. Four reviewers in a 1997 issue of Digital Press gave the Atari 5200 version 5, 7, 8, and 5 out of 10. In 1984, Kane and Space Ace replaced Pitfall Harry, Frogger, and Donkey Kong Jr. as segments on CBS's Saturday Supercade cartoon lineup. By 1984, I guess I probably wasn't really watching Saturday morning cartoons that closely, so I don't really remember. I kind of remember Frogger when it was on as a cartoon. I don't remember Kangaroo. The basic plotline involved Kangaroo's named Katie, voiced by Mia Martineau, if that means anything to you, and Joey, voiced by David Mendenhall, who live in a zoo run by the zookeeper Mr. Friendly, voiced by Arthur Burkhart, and are good friends with Sidney the Squirrel, voiced by Marvin Kaplan, Katie and Joey would often thwart the plots of the mischievous Monkey Biz Gang, Pat Fraley and Frank Welker, that's who voiced them, consisting of Bingo, Bango, Bongo, and Fred. The Monkey Biz Gang caused trouble by trying to escape from the zoo, and Katie would have to help them keep in line, help keep them in line. The series has never been officially released on DVD or VHS in any form, which sort of negates my next question, which was going to be, uh, have any of you seen this, and can you tell me about it? I guess you still could have seen it, but you'd be digging back in your memories 30 years ago. So I don't know how much you would remember. But if you do, email me at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail, 563-265-1978, and let me know if you have fond memories or not-so-fond memories of that cartoon. doesn't look like I'll be going out to watch it myself. So arcadeblogger.com has an article about how Atari, when it was uh, at its prime, had a lot of pressure on it, of course. It was only as good as, you know, the last game that it put out. And it was hard to keep churning out new titles. And then when they hit on the Donkey Kong format, they wanted to ride that success. So they put out Kangaroo, which, of course, is basically Donkey Kong. But it was unusual, obviously, because they didn't develop the game, um, even though they released it under their name. This reviewer uh, says it's regarded as a classic due largely to the magnificent-looking cabinet the game was housed in. But I personally think, this is the reviewer talking, the game is awful. I'd say the present-day community is split equally about Kangaroo. There are some who love it. The licensing of arcade games was commonplace at the time. Manufacturer Centauri made a business out of it and released some of the best-known titles of the era. Track and Field, Phoenix, Eagle, Circus Charlie. Kangaroo was developed by little-known Japanese developer Sun Electronics. Seeing the game as an opportunity to acquire an arcade platformer without the costs or time involved... Of development, Atari negotiated a license in the spring of 82. They have a screenshot here of the arcade version. It looks awesome, by the way. And it doesn't, doesn't ring any bells for me. I'm not sure I ever played this. It was a win-win on paper. The suits at Atari were pleased. The arrangement made perfect sense. Some of the engineers at Atari, though, who were working on their own games, expected uh, support and publicity and all that from their bosses at Atari, and they felt a little slighted. I'm paraphrasing the article here. When Atari gave all this attention to Kangaroo, which they didn't develop. They talked about one of the uh, engineers at Atari named Rich Adam, whose reaction to the game uh, when it arrived 
The game was sluggish, had graphics that clashed in places, the license made no sense to him at all. To have his product pushed to one side so the kangaroo would be rushed out was incomprehensible. The point here, they're quoting Rich in a letter that he wrote. The point is this, in light of all the priority which is being given to these inferior inferior games, I must ask myself, why am I working so hard to make a quality product? The uh, author of this article uh, encourages people to check out the game and and decide for yourself what you think. I I don't remember the arcade version at all. It looks really cool, the screenshots they have here. Um, If any of you can shed some insight into what Kangaroo in the arcade is like, let me know. Atari Protoss, in their review, notes that while Kangaroo may look like a cute kitty game, there's more to it than meets the eye. What lies behind Kangaroo's furry exterior is a challenging platform game that will give even the most experienced player a worthy challenge. While it wasn't a smash hit in the arcades, Kangaroo fared much better on the console scene. The 2600 version is good translation, which features three of the four arcade levels, decent graphics, and pretty good control. There's a minor bug at the second level that's worth noting. So if you missed it in the arcades, give Kangaroo a try on the 2600. You'll find that it's more fun than a barrel of, well, you know. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm probably not going to let this segment of the show go by without giving you some kangaroo facts. The kangaroo is a marsupial from the family Macropodidae, Macropods meaning large foot. In a common use, in common use, the term is used to describe the largest species from this family, especially those of the genus Metropus, the red kangaroo, antelopine kangaroo, eastern grey kangaroo, and western grey kangaroo. Kangaroos are indigenous to Australia. The Australian government estimates that 34.3 million kangaroos lived within the commercial harvest areas of Australia in 2011, up from 25.1 million one year after. As with the terms wallaroo and wallaby, kangaroo refers to a paraphletic grouping of species. All three refer to members of the same taxonomic family, Metropodidae, and are distinguished according to size. The largest uh, species are kangaroos. The smallest are generally called wallabies. Wallaroos uh, refer to species of an indeterminate size. There is also the tree kangaroo, which inhabits the tropical rainforest of New Guinea, far northeastern Queensland, and some of the islands in the region. The smallest of these groups are generally the wallabies, that are about 45 to 105 centimeters, and tail length of 33 to 75 centimeters. Tree kangaroos are in the middle, 48 to 65 centimeters body and head length, tail of 60 to 74 centimeters, weight of 7.2 kilograms. The wallaroos, including the black wallaroo, the smallest by far, with a tail length of 60 to 75 centimeters, and weight of 19 to 22 kilograms for males, 13 kilograms for females. A large male kangaroo can be 2 meters, 6 feet 7 inches, tall, and weigh 90 kilograms, or 200 pounds. The large kangaroos have adapted much better than the smaller macropods to land clearing for pastoral agriculture and habitat changes brought to the Australian landscape by humans. Many of the smaller species are rare and endangered, while kangaroos are relatively plentiful. Kangaroos are shot for meat, leather hides, and to protect grazing land. Although controversial, kangaroo meat has perceived health benefits for human consumption compared with traditional meats due to the low level of fat. Kangaroos are shy and retiring by nature and in normal circumstances present no threat to humans. In 2003, Lulu, an eastern gray which had been hand-reared, saved a farmer's life by alerting family members to his location when he was injured by a falling tree branch. She got an award from the Australian uh, government for that. There are very few records of kangaroos attacking humans without provocation. However, several such such unprovoked attacks in 2004 spurred fears of a rabies-like disease possibly affecting the marsupials. 
The only reliably documented case of a fatality from a kangaroo attack occurred in North South, New South Wales in 1936. Other suggested causes for erratic and dangerous kangaroo behavior include extreme thirst and hunger. Do you know what can make kangaroos attack? Cats. Here is some chilling footage from a startling scene of a kangaroo mercilessly torturing a feline. You might want to rush the kids out of the room. Why, you little... Okay, mouse. I don't care how big you are. Come out fighting. Stop hopping around and put up your dukes. That's it. Now watch the birdie. Chilling stuff. Poor Sylvester would go on to have many more run-ins with Hippity Hopper, the legendary evil kangaroo pretending to be a mouse. (sighs) I just threw up a little bit. It was so horrifying. Let's try to move on. After the break, we spring into action. We dig down deep and pull a short story out of our butt. I mean, pouch. When I think about the winding road of evolution, which I do often, as most of us do, I'm curious as to why there are basically only three groups for which the waxing and waning of evolution landed on hopping as a good movement choice. Not running, not swimming, not even plain old walking. Hopping. Basically, you've got uh, bunnies, kangaroos, and uh, grasshoppers which, you know, hopping right there in the name. You've got other little ones, uh, offshoots in there too, but basically those are the three. Bunnies, grasshoppers, kangaroos. Is it better on your knees than running? Do you cover more ground when you run, or excuse me, when you hop versus when you run? Okay, when I started this little speech, I was lying. It's not really something I think much about. At least I hadn't up until now, but I'm going to. And you know what? And now, so are you. You're welcome. Alright, so, basically this is Donkey Kong with a kangaroo. Um, that's not a knock, by the way. Donkey Kong's classic. Hey, I just got beamed with an apple. Not cool, apple. The fruit, not the company. Apple the company, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, I'm here. I've lost two kangaroos already because I'm paying more attention to my talking than my playing. Um, take that, monkey. Score one for evolution. Mere giant strawberry. Going up the ladder. I know the manual says how you can... Well, that's the end of the game. I know the manual says how you can tell when the monkey's going to throw and whether it's going to be overhand or underhand. Uh, I have a hard time seeing that. The monkeys look okay, but uh, for me, it's hard to tell when they're going to throw. And of course, the apples are tiny and they're square, uh, which is weird. I've been to the grocery store many times. I've eaten many apples. Um, Not usually square. 
Let's try this again. Alright, so I'm hopping. Am I covering more ground than when she just kind of walks? I don't know. I don't think so. They should bring back that Mythbuster show and they could uh, solve this. Oh man. I hopped when I should have jumped. Or something. Come here, monkey. Ow. I was doing okay before I started recording. Going up the ladder, punching some monkey. Hey! Man. Alright, so the background, it's pretty basic. Looks like Donkey Kong on the Atari. I imagine the arcade version of this game, which I don't remember ever playing, but I probably did. I imagine it looked a lot better. Not that I'm comp Man! Stupid apples. Not that I'm complaining. I think this looks pretty good. The kangaroo looks really good. Although, I get more of a wallaby vibe than a kangaroo. Um, the monkeys look pretty good, like I said. The apple's not so great. Strawberries definitely look like strawberries. I'm having trouble punching my monkey. I gotta punch my monkey. Trying this again. Going up the ladder. Come here, monkey. Dang it. Ha! Punched a monkey. My day is complete. Missed me, Apple. Ha ha ha. Before I started playing, to get, uh, playing today, I had a big uh, sugary donut. Just letting you know. And some coffee. So... I got my baby! That's the song you play? Oh, Susanna? Ooh, guess I should pay attention. I'm on level two. Is the monkey named Susanna? No, sorry, is the kangaroo named Susanna? Wait, go up. There we go. Alright. No punching, there's nothing to punch there. Go up. Uh-oh. That was weird. Just sort of glitched and he was standing there. That was the end of the game, but I made it to level two. Boom, y'all! I made it to level two! Suck it, all you people. I'm the best. Okay, not really. That's actually pretty lame. But you know what? I was talking to you people while I was playing. And I'm dealing with the sugar rush. So, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm gonna go take a nap now. Back to you in the studio. Hey everyone, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Car by Car podcast. Do you like Atari? Of course you do. What about the 8-bit computer line? It was one of the best. Well, how about you consider joining Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review the cartridge-based games for Atari's 8-bit computer line. We also review budget games which are mostly released only in the UK. But that's not all. We also dig up game history, share personal experiences, and perform questionable comedy. You'll get all of that and for free just by listening to us on either iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's xegs, the number 8, bit.com. And when you're done listening, please send us your hate mail, because we really need the feedback so we know someone is tuning in. So here's the thing about Kangaroo. I like it. It's just like Donkey Kong in my head. You know, these platform games are f all fairly similar. 
when you look at the uh, screenshots of the arcade game next to the Atari, uh, of course, the Atari version suffers a little bit. But the kangaroo looks really good. The fruit is clearly, well, except for the apples, I guess. The strawberries are clearly strawberries. The monkeys are monkey-like enough. Actually, their movement is pretty good, now that I think about it. So they're pretty monkey-like. Why monkeys are kidnapping a kangaroo, I don't know. But as with most of these Atari games, it's best not to ask questions. Well, until story time. But but I like the game well enough. Maybe I'd feel differently if I'd played the arcade version. I don't know. But I could see this being a game I pull out once in a while. If I'm in a Donkey Kong mood and I don't have Donkey Kong handy. I guess as I'm thinking about it, I haven't played my Donkey Kong Atari game for a while. But I'm, I'm thinking about what that looks like on the Atari versus what this looks like on the Atari. Eh, maybe it's kind of a, a tie. I don't know. They both look... Yeah, they both look okay. Um, I, I I gather from the stuff I've read that some people have strong feelings for and against Kangaroo. I don't really. It's fine. Looks fine. In looks, I, I would probably pick it up and play it again. But it won't be a go-to necessarily. As always, if you guys have feelings about this, one way or the other, let me know. Alright, well I mentioned asking questions and trying to resolve them in story time. So let's do that thing. It's story time on Atari Bites. Yes, it's story, 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 story time with Bill. This week's story is titled Kangaroo End. At only four months old, Joseph Joey Kangaroo already had a mean left hook. His little paw packed a punch Mama Kangaroo knew would serve him well in the weird life of the ruse. There might never have been anyone faster than Joey except Mama herself. Mama and Joey shadow boxed in a clump of eucalyptus trees. That's it, boy, Mama said. Don't drop your right. The boy grinned and swung a playful right as, at his mother, who dodged the sneak attack easily. And don't telegraph your move, son. That'll get you killed. Killed by who, Mama? Joey asked, for he had never quite understood that. Mama Kangaroo looked at a scratch on her flank as she considered how to answer. Could be anyone. You just never know. Gotta always be ready. Daddy always said we should trust each other. Mama Kangaroo nodded, old sorrows creeping up before being kicked back down. Yes, he did, and now he's gone. The screechy whoops of the monkeys in the trees chilled Mama Kangaroo's tired bones. Joey didn't know why. The sound didn't scare him, but Mama's reaction sure did. Was that? Joey started to ask, but the question was drowned out by the warning call of a didgeridoo that echoed throughout the outback. And Mama was immediately on high alert. The familiar blanket of Australian heat was whisked off every living thing, replaced just as quickly with a freezing blanket of darkness. A stern look from Mama sent Joey diving for cover inside Mama's pouch. Mama Kangaroo prepared to fight. Into your pouch, Mama said. Joey didn't like it. Mama's voice was low and forceful, but she wasn't punishing him. He knew that. She was... afraid? Joey climbed into the recesses of the pouch, down the narrowest corridor, past the arcade, across from the Sunday bar. Mama bounded away. The monkey sounds were coming closer. Where were they going? Soon he had the sensation Mama was... Climbing? Kangaroos don't climb. What sort of game was this? Joey opened all the deadbolts and poked his head from the pouch to take a look. 
A fuselage of apples rained down on them as Mama climbed up and across a series of platforms. What kind of tree was this? Keep your head down, Mama directed. But then Mama stumbled, slamming hard on metal scaffolding. Joey tumbled from the pouch into blinding light and foreign structures. He'd never seen trees like this. Run! Mama shouted, and like a reflex, Joey did. Fast as his mother, he bounded across the platform, no idea where he was going. Joey gasped and twitched away, twisted away as monkey paws clawed at him from the underside of the scaffolding. Apples like gunshots exploded around him. The monkeys chattered incessantly, mocking, calling. It was hard to tell. A monkey leapt from somewhere above and landed on Joey. He screamed, and suddenly Mama was there with an uppercut that sent the monkey flying. But then two more landed on Mama. Mama and Joey together beat the monkey's back. Mama shoved Joey back into the pouch. He nearly knocked the Ming vase off the coffee table. That's when a gorilla leapt from the highest platform and plowed into Mama. Joey is ours, the gorilla said. Why? Mama said. What the hell are you and the monkeys even doing here? The gorilla responded with a brutal punch, which Mama returned in kind. One last roundhouse kick sent the gorilla and, and kangaroo together, plunging from atop the scaffolding. Sudden landing knocked all the artwork off the walls of Joey's pouch. A bell clanged in the distance. Joey didn't know what a bell was, but he knew that it signaled something. He didn't hear the monkey chatter anymore. Joey wondered if he should venture out. But where would he go? There were lights outside. Did the monkeys come back? He could hear them chattering. No, wait. This chatter was different. Not monkeys. Not kangaroos. What was it? Joey hid in a cedar closet. The animal rescue service workers approached Mama Roo. That's a shame, a bearded man muttered and called over to his partner. Joey didn't understand, couldn't understand what was happening. He sensed that his mother was dead. What that meant for his future was unclear. He would be fed and cared for. He would be all right. But he would never be the same. And that's our show. My thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Pinball Spring, and Take a Chance. Thanks to Mike Mann for his Mad Mike Hughes theme. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the Storytime theme. Show notes are available at ataribytes.libson.com, along with social media links, episodes, you name it, whatever you want. It's probably there. If it's not, let me know, and maybe I'll put it there. Email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com, if I didn't say that already. Like the show on the Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at Atari Bytes, or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. You can also occasionally see some weirdness over there at Instagram on the Atari Bytes page over that way. And of course, you can leave a voicemail for us at 563-265-1978. Listen to Atari Bytes, which you're already doing, wherever fine podcasts are sold, distributed, or foisted upon you like so many flyers from politicians in an election year. But remember to leap on over to... Apple Podcasts, not the same kind of apples that were attacking the kangaroo, I swear. This is the good apple. Um, and leave a review of the podcast over there, so that, much like a little Joey poking out from Mama's pouch, this podcast can poke out of the pouch of iTunes, and people can see it and go listen to it. Also, please consider supporting the show financially. Uh, you can do that thing on the Atari Bytes page on Patreon. You can also pick up Atari Bytes merchandise at 
the AB underscore pod underscore store on Zazzle.com. Links to all of that in the show notes. And if you have ideas for things you would like to see in the store, let me know that too. Also, if you have time, check out my other podcast. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown. That's what it's called. Every month on the 15th, we do a deep dive into all things Peanuts. The TV specials, the comic strip, the mind of Charles Schultz himself, the merchandise, related products and things in the Peanuts universe, music, plays, other TV stuff, merchandise, I might have said that already, anything that has anything to do with Snoopy, Charlie Brown, and all the rest, we cover it over there. So go check that out. Next time on Atari Bytes, Strawberry Shortcake. I think I hate it already. So join us next week. And until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. Oh, 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 oh,